You're listening to the Coach's Journey Podcast. Exposing the struggles and celebrating the successes in the life of coaches who are action takers and creating authentic impact in today's world. Whether you're just starting out, expanding your reach, or exploding your impact, you're in the right place right now. Stay tuned and be sure to subscribe to this podcast. Now, here are your hosts of the Coach's Journey Podcast. The way the industry works, like everybody, for example, in the real estate world, they talk about doors. Coaches might talk about, hey, I have this many clients. Hey, I have this yeah. kind of business, but they might not have the cash flow to show that. One of the things I actually learned right. from both revenue Mike- versus both- net profit. Well, yeah, both Mike Michalowicz and Grant Cardone talks about this quite a bit to another real estate investor. He's like, you should be using only about 20% of your revenue. In the beginning, you might use about 40%, but you should push yourself to use only about 20%. The rest needs to get reinvested somewhere else. And when I was listening to that a few years ago, I was using about 90%. Yeah. yeah. Most <laughs> people are I'm there. Like, like, oh shit, how the hell do I change this? I'm getting clients. I'm starting to get clients and I'm not nowhere near 20%. So I'm halfway there. So I'm using half yeah. of my revenue for that. And half of it is getting That's me. still great. Uh, yeah. But it's like slowly work in progress. But until I heard that from somebody who's had experience and Mike Wickowitz talks about the other side of it is that most systems for finances is set up around uh, assuming that human beings are logical, but we're not. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> the truth. We, we might logically think that this is how it should go, but yep. in reality it shows a very, very, especially as you have more money coming in, your lifestyle starts to go up yeah. a little bit, and then yeah. one thing after another, before you know it, now you're doing as much as you're making. And you're like, okay, what the hell do I do with that? Yeah. That's and where it, most people struggle. 100%. And, and I think coaches listening to this, a lot of them might be struggling to even get clients, but that yeah. might not be the biggest challenge. The biggest challenge might be is that you might have a job and you might not have a, enough of a cushion to even put yourself out there as a coach. Yeah. You might not even be looking at your finances properly to say, hey, if I did decide to go towards this as a transition part-time as a coach or full-time, how long can I sustain myself? And what would that look like? If I looked at my investments and this is what I'm passionate about, this one, I think that's one of the things that holds coaches back is like, can I make money? Yes, you will be, but you're not going to make money in the first month. You need to put yourself out there. You need to do the work. Just like any other business it takes a little bit of time for you to build on that, but you need to look at your financial situation. You need to look at what you're doing. And even yeah. Steve Chandler, I have his book there, Crazy Good. He talks about it that if you jump into the, let's say the coaching world, because you're building a business and you're like, I just want to make money from day one, go get a job, go find another way of making money until you build this system for this, because that's going to be a disservice to your clients because you're all, mostly your focus is going to be money. Yeah. The that's so good. I help you. I, and I agree. There's one thing you said that you said many profound things, but one thing you kind of passed by it very quickly, but that was really powerful. I don't even know if you noticed it, but you said that you had millions of dollars coming in that told you that this thing is working, that you're mm. changing your words. And to me, what I hear there is that the market decided that what you're offering out in the marketplace is valuable. Yeah. And, and that's yeah. something I don't think a lot of coaches understand about the capitalistic system. That Because they're all kind of in their own head. I was too at one point where like, okay, what if I put this out there? Nobody cares about it. What if people can, it's not about you because ultimately what's going to decide 
whether or not this is even valuable, whether or not you're going to make money is the marketplace. People are going to decide whether it's valuable and that's what moves forward. And until you put it out there, you could have all the best ideas out in the world. It doesn't mean squat. Could you expand on that? Well, yeah, that's why when I first started, I was like, I want to, <laughs> after reading Dan Kennedy's books, I said, I don't want to be the cheapest option. I don't want to go out there and give a cheap option. I want it to be expensive. And this was me. Okay. This is David three and a half years ago where he should be imposter syndrome galore. And I definitely had some of that, but like I said, I'm going to charge a lot of money and I'm going to charge at least 20 and to me, it was a lot of money back then, 2,500 a month, at least like for people to work with me. If they work with me one-on-one, that's a different story now. But like back then I was like, are people going to do this? But then I put myself out there. And once I could explain what I was doing, giving them that clarity, even back then when I was horrible at explaining it, I was getting people in the door because so many people understood they had a bookkeeper and CPA, but no one to really help them keep more money in their pocket. How do I take the dollars that are coming in and make sure I'm building an actual business and not going out of business or thinking about the money all the time? Like you said, like you mentioned that, like that's crazy that so many people think of the money all the time, but they're trying to make an impact, but then their shoulders are tight and they're not able to think about anything, but can I put food on the table? this week. So I love what you said. Like, maybe you need to get a job. Maybe you need to do something to make an impact, but the market's going to tell you if you've got something that's good. Like that's where also that helped me go from, do I need to keep doing this myself? Keep it very small and squeeze the profitability margin to Grant Cardone figures where you could be doing like 80%, you know, net profit margin. But that was also too, I wanted to make that impact. Like we even talked about before, like, do I want to change the world? Or do I want to change my world? Like the people, just the people that I'm interacting with now. But I had so much feedback, feedback in the form of dollars and clients that wanted to come in where I'm like, I need help. I need help. Like if I want to work with more people, if I want to make a bigger impact, that's kind of where the market even drove the expansion, which seems logical, right? Like that's where most people wouldn't need to get to that point. But I feel like, like you're saying, a lot of people don't even... I don't know, believe in themselves enough or maybe don't have enough coming in like in the sales or like they don't know how to put themselves out there to know that, okay, is this a viable option? And then getting those dollars in return. And if you're not getting it and you're doing a lot of things, that might be the market telling you they don't really need this. Like this is not something, maybe it's a great idea for you. That's why if you've got something that worked for you, that has changed your life and it's changed other people's lives as well, that's where you can start getting that rolling. And one other thing that I wanted to touch on that you and the last point of like, as you scale your business or like the different, you know, stages that you're at another book, I think this will provide a lot of value to the coaches out there and the consultants that Mike McCowitz has another book, not just profit first profit first is all about how do I get more dollars to stay in my bank account and be profitable and a good system for it. So definitely pick that one up, but he has another book, fix this next. And it's an incredible book because it's about like, if you've heard of Maslow's, you know, hierarchy of needs for your personal life and like all that, but this is like the business hierarchy of needs where it's got the little pyramid and it's like, what's broken and what do I need to fix next? So if it's like, I don't have enough sales to feed my family. Well, that's the bottom of the pyramid. Like sales has to be there. The engine has to be driven. Like you have to have leads to come in and you have to have money coming in to even manage it. That's where profit is the next 
step of that pyramid. So like I have to have sales coming in, but then I have to manage the dollars. As soon as they're in my bank account, I need the profitability there to then fuel more sales and to fuel the engine to make sure that, hey, that I am able to continue building this like I want to and that I'm able to have a business that is not kicking my butt all the time. So it's like sales, then profit. Next one is order. So like now you have to organize the chaos. That's where I was on my journey when I had more clients coming in than I could handle. I had to take the conscientious decision to say, do I want to have more order, which might decrease profitability for a little bit because now I'm investing in people and systems. So the order stage is like, I have to convert some of that profitability that I have into order out of the chaos. So like I need to invest in those people systems processes, you know, maybe some masterminds type things to make sure, okay, who are the right people I need to be around that can help me organize this mess. So that's where next step is order. Then that cycle repeats itself constantly. I feel like those three, cause then it's like, okay, now order's great. Now I need more sales to come in to feed the team that I have. So it's like, but then you still have to be profitable. So that way you're not burning out because you've just gone up a level, but then you've skipped the profitability step and you keep thinking, you know, like, that's why I love that pyramid there. Then the other two are like impact and legacy. So impact is how many people I reach and legacy is, am I able to pass it on? I've kept that framework a lot because I go constantly like, okay, the next stage of business, I have to work on the sales, then I have to work on the profitability. And then I have the chaos that I've caused by going to this next level. And that's where people just have to have some sort of framework in their mind of like, do I want to take that next step? Because like you said, the marketplace was telling me, this is a good idea. People need this. How big do we want to get it? Okay, well, let's build the sales. Let's get some profitability in there. Let's convert some of that profitability to order and see how long that goes. Because people ask me all the time, like, what are your big end goals? And I'm like, honestly, I want to keep doing that order until it stops working, until either the marketplace has <laughs> dried up or we've reached every person that we can. It's like, I'm a young guy. I'm not looking in two years to retire from this business and be out there. Like, I want to make an impact. So it's like, can I keep that process going too to just see how large I can take it? And that's why the play of the book and getting the book out there, which was not just a big business card, which it's a great credibility piece for sure. It gets me on stages. It gets me into different rooms and stuff, but it's also built as a book that can actually help people. Like people have taken that, not worked with me and had good success. And I'm like, boom, the book yeah. is really accomplishing what I want it to accomplish, but then in turn helps other people know about it. So there you go. I'll stop there. I'll let you get back to like the main question. But that's where I feel like the marketplace really does have that big effect of how big you can get. You might have a good idea, but then the marketplace is going to tell you how big of an impact you're going to make eventually. Yeah. And I think you explained with that model that one of the big gaps. So this is how, and this is how I thought too in the beginning is like, yeah, all right, I'm starting a business. I want to make a bigger impact. So as you were describing that pyramid, I was thinking about the top of the pyramid, but I didn't know anything in the middle of it. Yeah. Feel like just working with real estate investors as well as coaches, and one of the reasons why I connected with real estate investors, even without being a real estate investor, is because I saw that I had the same goddamn problems that they do. So I think one of the things that most coaches and even investors, when they jump in, because a lot of them come from like a work world, a corporate world, yeah, had a job for it, they are trained to think a certain way. That is not how business works at all. Like most of what we're taught does not apply when you're in day-to-day option. It looks like it might, like if you just find a few clients, it does not. There's so many variables and it takes a little, quite a bit of time and work for your mind to even understand the variables in there. So I think most coaches 
And most people who come from a job world, like I struggled with that for two years. And I thought I was the only one. But as I was going through them, like there were so many things I needed to make sense of. And I kept underestimating it. So I think most people underestimate what it takes to build a business. Yeah. It's a longer term journey. The focus, like a lot, like you said, you need to build the system. And that's what, what our focus is in CMC as well, is that let's help you build the business system rather than get you a couple of clients. Because that is not going to help you build a business yeah. a year or in a month. And we put a lot of free stuff just to get you started. Go get a few clients. But most coaches I talk to, their thinking process is like, just get two or three clients. I'll be good. But here's what happens. You'll get those two, three clients. You don't know how some of the systems work. Within six months, you're out of clients again. And right. you don't know how to approach more people. You don't know how to set up the system for you to get more leads coming in. You don't yeah. know how to put yourself out there. You don't know what to reinvest in, which is another piece of it, is that we want to keep the profit for reinvestment in the beginning stages of a business. And if you can do that and sustain your life, you will start to build a business and a brand that will be very powerful as you move forward. And there are stages of that. And yeah. I don't think anybody thinks about the stages of it. They're just no. like, I just want to get a few clients. Yeah, exactly. So Can I say one thing super quick, Sherry, because it, it's because it's me. And I thought while you're talking about this is a great Star Wars quote. It's Yoda, right? <laughs> you have to unlearn what you have learned. I don't know how many times I've thought of that quote over the last three and a half years building this thing of like, there's so many times I need to like, just stop putting the stuff that I was running through a filter and put it through a new thing or learn something. And then I think about that in the real estate world, like you just said, so many people in their backgrounds, like, forget all that. Like if you're a coach and consultant listening to this, like you have to get rid of every paradigm you've ever had about business and just listen to the people that are successful. Like, listen to that. I honestly feel like that's why I've had a quicker trajectory, not just because of the marketplace, but like I didn't have as many bad habits. I didn't go to this crazy college that and got an MBA and had the financial account. Like some of the liabilities that people have were assets at one point in their life. And it's like, what in the world? I have to change my whole mindset of like, okay, I need to switch this around. That was a good statement. Like I need to write that down. That I was know, like I that. Know, that, that, that man, I, I'm shocking myself. Sorry. I just, <laughs> uh, man, that was, but that's where. <laughs> right? That's like, there's my Yoda quote, but that's where a lot of people just have to unlearn that. That's why I was like, you got me here. So I immediately thought Yoda and like, you got to unlearn what you're learning. So that way you can grow to where you want to get to and like not running out of clients and like thinking ahead because that's what it's really about of like, okay, can I be a few steps ahead? You don't have to get 10, 20 steps ahead, just making sure, okay, are we on the right track of what we really want to get to? Sorry for cutting you off, Sherry. Yeah, you're fine. You're our guests. We're picking your brains in it and we'll totally let you snip that out for a reel or something <laughs> that you can just, you know, blast it all over the place. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was, I need to start saying that. I do need to write that down somewhere. I do need that piece. Cause I'm like, I think that one might resonate with people. I'll yeah, have to test do. it though. Even though I like, it doesn't mean other people like it. So see, I got to go on stage and see how people react to it. Yeah. And then, yeah, Sherry, before you go into the four questions, I just want to share a couple of things that might be like things to take away for coaches themselves. There, there are many things in there, but especially if you're starting as a coach, there is actually no way for you to make create a business unless you put yourself out there. That Now, that might not be on social media. That might not be on every podcast there is, but it might be in person. It might be you talking to the people around you. It doesn't matter how great you are as a coach. It doesn't matter how you are. You The first step is to put yourself out there and actually offer to support people, whether it's individuals or groups, whatever that is. Without that, there is no business. And once you start doing that, 
before you even start doing that, take a look at your finances, read Profit First, read David's book, Profit First for Real Estate Investors, and really think through what's happening in your life right now. Where are your investments going? Because the first piece of investments is actually in your own education and your own professional development, yeah. your own self. And you are doing that with other people. You're going to go up to people and ask them, do you have a coach? They're going to ask you, do you have a coach? And if you don't, that's a struggle point because it will be very hard for you to sell that. And that's part of what we do in CMC is to help you get not only the professional development support, but help you get a coach as well as you're working through that and help you get the resources for you to move forward, to build a system, a long-term scalable system for you to build a profitable business that will support you, but also serve a lot of people in the process. There, there's a huge need for coaching right now out there. It used to be very small. Now it's picking up like wildfire. It's in the real estate oh, yeah. world, it's in the business world, it's in the entertainment world, it's in the athletic world. And even normally people are more and more aware of it. And as this is building up, you might fall behind if you don't jump in and invest in this. And we're here to support you. So go to the links below, join our Facebook group if you're listening to this outside, or just go to coachingmastercommunity.com and you'll be able to gain a lot of information out of that. I will let Sherry take this before she starts messaging me a bunch of stuff that I won't like. <laughs> Shut up. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you always have so much good stuff to say. The challenge is our listeners don't have a full day to sit and listen to one long podcast. Well, first of all, I want to say, David, I adore what you do. And I first heard about Profit First from Mike Michalowicz. I think it was when he wrote his book back in like 2015. I had a large yep. mental health practice. And that revolutionized kind of how I thought about the finances and the practice. And I awesome. told my husband about it because my husband, if he looks at a spreadsheet, like his eyes cross. We've had yep. QuickBooks for like 15 years and I don't think he's ever logged into QuickBooks. And so like, he just doesn't care about that stuff. That's not his personality. And so I told him about this and he's like, you know, about don't, about the bank account balancing, yeah. you know, stuff yeah. like that. So he's been using it in our real estate awesome. business and even CMC, we use Profit First in our finances. And so 100% bought into the system and absolutely love what you bring to the real estate investing space with that, because there are some nuances. If you are an investor, you happen to be listening to this, there's some nuances to how to understand profitability among the different types of real estate strategies that I couldn't figure out in my brain, but the book does a really great job laying out. So that's amazing. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. If you're going to make the money, you might as well keep it. You're listening to the Coach's Journey Podcast. 